podcast, enabling your crafting addictions one episode at a time. This is episode 107, and it is August 9th, 2020. Good to talk to you guys. I'm, let's see, about 37 weeks pregnant, so on the, uh, on the end, the home stretch here. So I guess this could happen anytime, but I imagine it'll probably be like another month. And yeah, I've been doing pretty well. I mean, I've been like just kind of almost impressed at just how easy, not easy, but like how pretty smoothly everything's been going. I'm knock on wood. But like in the last week, though, my shoulders and neck started really hurting and I thought I just like tweaked it during exercise. But I was like, oh, I guess it's related. (laughs) Maybe this is what they talk about. So yeah, so all of a sudden, it's become a little less comfortable, but can't complain too much. It's going pretty well. So let's just get right into it, huh? All right, so what have I finished? Um, I had I feel like I had a lot of things that were like really close to being fu- finished last time. So I did finish the Compass Baby Blanket, where it's a baby blanket for me, crochet pattern by Button Nose Crochet. It's a free pattern on Ravelry. It's like a star, ripple star pattern, but it has popcorn stitches at the spines of the stars. I use Lion Brand Mandala, which is kind of one of those cake um, yarns and self-striping. And it comes in like 150 grams or something like that. So I use two balls of that, two wheels of that or whatever, in the colorway Pixie. So it has like whites and yellows and purples and green and orange. So in my mind, it kind of has like the color of like sweetheart, um, like conversation hearts. So it made me know, yeah, even pink, like the, maybe I just think of that with the purple and the green are like the full on colors of conversation hearts. Um, I used a size F hook. I used all of the two skeins of yarn. Um, but I had to kind of cut and like splice the yarn a little bit just because one, there was a knot in one of the skeins and then also just going from one to the other. Like I wanted to keep the same color transition, but as it turns out, it wasn't really possible to do that. (laughs) Like where, like I didn't see that knot coming and it actually just cut out like part, good chunk of a color. You know, it's like one of those things where if I had thought about it, when I was at the store buying this, you know, I might try to find the two that were like the most evenly matched where it seemed like you could keep the color progression going. But ultimately, like once it's all crocheted, you can't really tell anyway. And by the end, the rows get so long or the rounds get so long that you can, you know, barely make it through one color in one row anyway. But it's still a pretty, it's not a very big big little like blanket but it is for a baby so I don't have it with me but you know it's a few feet in diameter but yeah so that's finished and now I realize we have like a lot of baby blankets like people gave us blankets and we have I like made some and I was like oh that was something maybe I overdid (laughs) it could have been knitting socks this whole time knitting those little like hand guards whatever anyway so that was compass um, it's a free pattern by Br- Button Nose Crochet. Um, I finished up the Pearl Soho Garter Ear Flap Hat that I was making. Um, I'm not sure how far along I was last time, but this one is to match Lucas's um, adult size hat, adult small size hat. So I made the baby one. Um, it's using um, gnarled paw 
I think it's called Proper DK. I think I called it something else last time, um, which is just a superwash merino DK weight. Um, I believe it's called the Blue Winged Mexican Butterfly or Mexican Blue Winged Butterfly. So it's a tonal medium blue, medium to deep blue yarn. And I like Lucas really wanted us all have all to have matching ones, but there's just not enough yarn. I mean, I just only had a hundred gram skein to start with or whatever. So the baby one, we were joking, isn't that much smaller than his baby small, his adult small one. But yeah, I really like the pattern. It's a free pattern on the Pearl Soho website. It has a little bit of a rolled brim in the beginning, and then the rest of it is in garter stitch. And then there's some like slip stitch lines at the top where you do the decreases. And it doesn't call for it, but I added a little tiny pom-pom because that's how I did for Lucas's. So I added the same. And it was pretty cute when he saw it. I think like a tear, <laughs> a tear rolled down his cheek when he saw it. <laughs> so now I guess I have to find a different yarn that's not the same, but like another semi-solid tonal yarn to make one for me. I don't think it's really the style of hat that's going to really flatter me, but you know, I think he really wants us to do family hats. I kept, I have some of the blue yarn left and I thought I could just do like the brim in the blue yarn just to tie like in, and a pom-pom just to tie my hat into theirs. But I think, um, in Lucas's mind, he gets very specific ideas. He really wants me to have like mine to be also solid, but just in a coordinating color. I don't know. I'll just go with it. <laughs> So I finished that. That's, again, another free pattern, um, Pearl Soho Garter Ear Flap Hat. I've made a few of these. I made um, baby hats. Yeah, a few baby ones and this adult one. And I just, yeah, I really like the pattern. And I also, what I like about those ear flaps, they're not like something you have to knit separately. I mean, they're mostly just, you just do short rows. And they're just like a little bit of a longer like dip down of the hat they're not like full-on triangles that you have to knit first and then I also I probably was almost done or done I don't remember but for with the spinning for Tour de Fleece so I finished that Greenwood Fiberworks um, camo one of a kind which is like a, um, a super fine merino um, four ounces and it the braid had like a mix of like whites and medium like light browns and then dark browns and I just liked it looked really cool in the in the braid and so I ended up doing it as a very uh, as a thin single and then I did a chain ply of the three so maybe I hadn't plied it yet so I did the chain ply um, and it ended up so I have a three ply three ply yarn and I got about 379 yards out of four ounces so um, it feels like a worsted weight yarn. I really like it, and I think it'll be cool knit up, but, like, when it doesn't really coordinate with other yarns, so when I see it, like, next to, like, a pretty pink yarn, I'm like, ugh, <laughs> just because it's these just white white and brown. And also the problem with the when you spin a self-striping yarn, or even just any self-striping yarn in the skein, I don't like how it looks. I like seeing the individual colors, but when they're all, like, twisted together it just looks like some ugly variegated yarn but Re lucas recently told me that he thinks that they're he loves that like he 
he loves like a skein of self-striping yarn like he thinks it's so pretty and then i'm like oh you'll have your individual stripes and he's like ugh. he doesn't like striped things he doesn't like long strong contrast between colors so i don't know that's weird because it's like i love self-striping yarn but i don't like in the skein and i don't really like variegated yarn but it looks wonderful in the skein right because it's like all lined up in its color sections oh to each their own so I did finish up that spinning, and that was what I ended on for my tour de fleece, and that was it. I haven't done any spinning yet, and I'm not sure if I will before this baby's due. And then I mentioned last time that a guild, a fellow knitting guild member, had bought me the um, fingering entrechat pattern by Lisa Kemery or Fragonet Knits. Fragonet, yeah, Fragonet. Um, so I made that little, this little like baby bolero. I used a the three my made it in the three month size so it's tiny and i used um a skein of spun right round it's a superwash sock it's an 80 20 um superwash merino and nylon and it's the colorway is called combat boots and baby doll dresses and it's like um it's like a speckle yarn so it's creams but with like a lot of like yellow speckles and some so overall kind of a yellowy cream color but has speckles in green and black and like a teal color and I just like kind of didn't know what like I hadn't just wanted to pick a random skein of yarn and I haven't really made stuff for the baby in these colors so I just went for it and then after a lot of stories about Lucas's impressions on everything I've made but after he saw it, he was just like, that's like probably my favorite yarn <laughs> ever. Um, so now I'm doing a whole set, like a whole, you know, thing for the baby in that yarn. Because it's a lot of leftovers. Like the three month size really took like less than half of that skein of yarn. Which probably makes me think I should have made a l- bigger than three month size. So yeah, I'll finish that. But I, so I finished that sweater. I haven't sewn a button on yet. And hopefully we don't have any fights over the what color that button is so yeah so it's the fingering entrechat which is a little like kind of cardigan bolero by lisa kemery and then after i finished that i decided like i wanted to make like a full-on like hat and booties or socks to match it and i was looking at different hats but what i ultimately decided on so we moved into um my current fix what i'm working on now so I looked at a lot of other cute hat patterns, but ultimately what I decided on was the just do the matching bonnet pattern. So also by Lisa Kemery, this is the fingering entrechat bonnet. And so it just uses the same like stitch motifs. So there's a mix of garter and stockinette and then also this um, kind of a slip stitch pattern. Slip stitch, I mean, you do like a yarn over knit two and then you pass the yarn over over. So kind of is like a smocked stitch a bit. Um, so it looks cool with the variegated yarn or a speckled yarn because you can kind of see a little more of the the colors of the of the yarn the individual strands of yarn probably I could have like come up with my own hat using those stitch patterns but I just went for it (laughs) and she makes the entrechat like the cardigan bolero and the bonnet in like different sizes. So I use the fingering weight ones for both, but it also comes in like a DK weight and a worsted weight. But they are all separate patterns. You can buy them as bundles or whatever, but like I don't need three different patterns of this bonnet. 
So yeah, so I did the fingering weight, um, and I did the zero to three month size because I wanted it to fit at the same time as the tiny little sweater. I'm mostly done with this, but I needed to add, you do applied I-cord, so you do I-cord for these ties of the bonnet, and then you do applied I-cord around the front of the bonnet. And the pattern calls for, like, doing the applied I-cord, like picking up three out of every four stitches on the front. And when I did that, it got just really tight. Like it felt pretty, um, like kind of binding. So I just ripped that out. I mean, it didn't take me too long. And now I'm just doing every stitch in the front. So I should probably finish that, you know, in half an hour or something if I actually just start working on it. And then I'm going to make some booties, but I haven't quite decided which ones that will match in the same yarn. Okay, and what else I've got going on, my other current fix. I've been making a Baby Yoda sweater for a friend of mine who just had a baby. Um, Her baby, I think, would have been due in a couple of days, but she ended up having a C-section like a week early. And her and her husband, they did their like pregnancy announcements, like using like Baby Yoda stuff, you know, like from Mandalorian. So I knew I wanted to make them a Baby Yoda sweater. I'm using the Baby Yoda for Babies pattern by Ariana Soloway. Um, I believe the pattern now has different sizes. Let's see. Okay, so now it has like a baby and toddler sizes as well, and it's a $4 download. But when I downloaded it, it was free, and it just had a newborn, a baby size. But the baby size is kind of huge, I think. Um, And in fact, even in the notes, it says it will fit loosely on a newborn, kind of like the way it fits baby Yoda in the show, but not quite as long. And it'll fit more like a traditional sweater on a nine to 12 month old. So, um, I like got really excited about this, this like whole project. And then I've just been kind of like over it (laughs) for a long time. I like refused to buy yarn for it. I was like, no, I will only use stash yarn. I have too much yarn at home. But it's just so hard to find, like, the exact yarn you need and the color you need. And I wanted it to be either superwash or acrylic or cotton just because, you know, you're giving it to somebody who is, like, a non-knitter. So I ended up using um, Broco Vintage, their regular worsted weight vintage. But it's held double because it actually calls for a bulky weight yarn. Um, So I held that double. It's kind of a taupe colorway. I did have... In my stash, I had the mix, like some, like a sweater quantity for a two-color sweater in this taupe and like a navy, um, navy blue. And so I did kind of hate to break up like what I consider a sweater quantity, but at the same time, I just refused to buy more yarn for this sweater. And I held double, I used almost two worsted weight skeins of this for the body because it's definitely bigger than a baby size. I mean, that's like a one-year old size baby sweater. And I had to knit it on um, U.S. size 11 needles, which is like 8 millimeters. And so in theory, it went quickly, but actually like every stitch seems to take so long and be kind of taxing. So I actually, it didn't go as quickly as I thought it would. Um, So basically it's a, mostly a stockinette, little like cardigan, baby cardigan, but has like seed stitch at the bottom, hem, and along the... I'm going to call them button bands, even though there's no buttons you you sew on snaps later. And then it has like a little kind of cowl neck of um, seed stitch too. 
And then it has a hood that you sew on in a green color that's like the Yoda head. Like, looks like, um, yeah, like a little Yoda head with ears off the side of it. And so I was trying to find any worst weight, like green yarn that I could double or bulky. And so I, all I could find was like a weird mix of yarns. So I had some for my stash and it was a, like a chroma worsted, Knit Picks chroma worsted, which is a self-striping yarn. And it's a single, it's, it's super washed, but I don't know that it washes that well on its own. Um, but I held that doubled with a, not doubled, but I held it with like a teal color way of like a cloudborn worsted, like, you know, twist, uh, super wash, like twisted yarn. So I held those together and I did kind of like the color it made, the chroma, I can't remember what the color is, but it kind of goes, this little minty, minty green. And I held those together and I kind of liked it, but just, you know, like when you hold two yarns together how it doesn't look like just a straight marl, you know, just how the yarns twist. Sometimes it's kind of more blotchy than other times. I liked that it was a little bit fuzzy from the chroma, but it just looked too patchy. Like it didn't look like a consistent, like marled yarn. It just looked like sometimes you see the lighter green more and sometimes you see the the teal. So, you know, I'd ask my friends and they're like, yeah, it'll be fine. They'll get the idea. And it's like, well, I don't want them to just get the idea. I want them to be like, that's a Yoda hat. Um, so I debated it for a long time. I wasn't sure. I was like, I should just go to Michael's or Joanne's and just like put myself out of my misery and spend like $8 on a skinny yarn and then like stop worrying about this. Um, but I kept never making it or not wanting to stand in line to go in. Um, so my friend Nicole actually was like at Michael's and was just like, what do you need? (laughs) So she was able to like take some pictures for me. Um, so she ended up getting... CraftSmart brand, which I don't actually know what that is. CraftSmart. And it's the Value Economique um, yarn. So worsted weight acrylic yarn in the sage colorway. And so that actually worked up a lot better. I did, again, held doubled. And it, it was thicker than the previous yarns together. So it has a little bit more body. Where before, like, my ears were a little limp. So I knit the hood, I've knit the ears, but I haven't sewn it together. And I just went to sew it together last night. And then I realized it's like how how they have you graft the top of the hood in the pattern. It makes like an inconsistent edge at the front. So I'm going to redo it. I have to figure out what I need to do here to make the slip stitch edge consistent in the front. I don't love my gauge like... um, not my gauge, but like the tension, like the stitches look really uneven. And I think that's kind of the nature of knitting two strands together. And also maybe just knitting things on 11 size 11s. I mean, it is back and forth too. So in rows, so it could just be my knit and my knit and pearl gauges are off. But anyway, I just really want to finish this project. (laughs) I mean, I know the baby can't wear it right away anyway, but I have a trip to the post office planned and I want to finish this. So I've got to re-graft the top of the head and then like sew on the ears. But then of course it calls for snaps. It calls for like one inch snaps or something, which I i don't even know where that is. So I don't have any. I have some small snaps. I have some hook and eyes, but nobody really wants to put hook and eye. Like, yeah, figure that out with a baby. 
So in any case, I probably need to still go to a craft store and get these snaps. Ugh. Anyway, that is the Baby Yoda for Babies pattern by Ariana Solana. Soloway. I just started saying names. Ariana Soloway. And then um, I guess the last thing I'm still working on is that Fox Paws. Um, added Knit Picks palette. I'm not sure if I've knit that much on it. Maybe just a row or two during a Zoom meeting. Um, I did take it in the car with me when we went down to visit some friends and have like a distance picnic. But honestly, I haven't really wanted to knit in the car, especially something I have to like think about. So just slowly making my way through Fox Paws. <laughs> so I think that's um, all I'm currently working on. So that's my current fix. And now um, what I'm jonesing for, I'm kind of a small list this time. But there are things that I want to make for the baby that I have plans <laughs> plans to do. And I've probably talked about this a bit. Some of this I'm going to try to do today. Some of this sewing. I want to make burp cloths. I have an old terry cloth robe. And I have some flannels. So I want to just sew up some quick burp cloths out of those two. I want to make like breastfeeding like nipple pads. Which are basically very similar to those like cosmetic like face washers. But you just do multiple layers of flannel. And then a lot of them have a dart, do sew a dart in there, so it makes kind of a little cone, and then you just stitch them together, and that's and that's it. So that should be pretty easy, I just need to do it. I did pre-wash my fabric a week ago, so it should be all ready to go. I just need to move on it. I do want to make, I want to make some booties that match this, like, sweater and hat set that I'm making, um, and then I also just want to generally make some baby socks, because that's kind of a little bit of an opening in her wardrobe so far that I don't really have. We have like a little package of baby socks that somebody bought us, but um, I just want to make some more. And then, yes, I still want to make a mobile, um, even though I've decided against the Rebecca Danger monster mobile, which I do still like, but I just couldn't handle, I couldn't, I couldn't handle negotiating with Lucas about it. Um, so, a few years ago, I'd wanted to make kind of like a decorative piece of um, the Arne and Carlos um, knitted birds. Those like, well, he has a num they have a number. There's a whole book. The English version of the book is called Field Guide to Knitted Birds. And I can't remember what the actual, what the original title for the birds book is so they have one in there that are like embroidered birds so you make them in a solid color and then you do like duplicate stitch on the back and so they kind of have like a folklorico look to them with the different embroidery so i think i'm going to knit a number of those in probably knit picks palette and then do the embroidery and then lucas can help me pick colors from my like huge palette stash and then either have them hanging or do like little like feet on, you know, wooden planks. So they're actually like standing on things. I haven't decided. So that's, <laughs> that's the current plan for the mobile. If it happens, I mean, again, due in three weeks and we'll see. <laughs> so that's my, those are my baby plans. All right. Um, a few random patterns. One is the um, Rio Kalina cowl. So this is a worsted weight cabled cowl and it's a cat boardy pa pattern. And she actually created this one like for her, some of her 
vacation groups. You know, she goes on these like knit air, like travel groups that she coordinates. And I think it's like a pattern that she used to give out um, for those. Um, so she recently, like in the last week or two, made an announcement that it's on her blog. So I really should, I'll put a link to her blog in the show notes, but she has announced that she is dying and she has like a really gracious message, you know, about coming to terms with it. And so she's like, just trying, you know, in the final, final stretch here. And so she's offering the pattern up um, to everybody. So it's free on the website and um, a lot of people, there's like kind of a knit along and there's like a hashtag. Um, I can't remember what it is at the moment, like knitters for cat or something like that. So I'm not sure if I'll get around to the cowl, but I like, I mean, it's a very cool looking cowl. And I just, I think Cat Bordy is really amazing. She's done a lot of groundbreaking work. Um, her Mobius books are amazing. Her Phelps and her... Um, you know, she's like the sweet tomato heel and she's just really like an out of the box thinker and a real creative spirit. And, you know, like the Phelps book, I think like was all for like a charity for like a, um, like a medical based charity. And so it's just a big loss. It will be a big loss for the community, I think. And, um, any way that we can honor her, I think would be great. And I think she was, um, saying if people wanted to send her any notes of encouragement or of, you know, reminiscences, um, she's definitely open to that. So check out the website and her announcement. But yeah, she's a real amazing lady. So that's the Catboard, Catboardies, um, Rio Kalina Cowl. I also kind of like the idea of like making this cowl in like a purple color. So it's kind of like a mashup with that and the like empower people project is really, I think you can make whatever pattern you want in that for in a purple color for that movement for the empower people. All right. And then, um, just, just a, a cute shawl, a little one skein, like small scarf shawl. Um, it's called Amaretto and it's by Nadia Cretin Le Chen. And it's actually a free pattern. If you join her mailing list or if you're already on her mailing list, I've made um, Good Vibes by her, and she has a lot of cute baby patterns, too, I think. Um, so this is just a fingering weight, um, basically like a one skein project. It used um, what I think is called textured stocking stitch, but it looks like mostly stockinette um, with like, you know, every however many rows, something of interest. And then it has like a lace border along the side. So not groundbreaking, but like a pretty shawl and... You know, it's kind of nice. It's like we've all kind of moved away from one skein shawls, but God knows I have a lot of single skeins in my stash. And I don't know if it's actually just for sale, but I know if you join her newsletter, you'll get it as a free. It's just a regular download. It's just like not on Ravelry. You'll get it as a, you'll get it as a PDF download. And then another one I can't remember I've talked about before. Um, It's the pink velvet sweater by Andrea Mowry. It's an $8 Ravelry download and I've thought about it in the past and she's currently like at the tail end of her like birthday sale, which is another thing. So she posts like the code on Ravelry for her sale. But if you are in her, on her newsletter, 
And she sends out something every like couple weeks or something pretty non-invasive. She sent out like a better discount code, like 37%. I'm guessing she's 37. Again, when I, whenever I realize that people are younger than me and they have like kids and fam, you know, have done a lot. I'm like, what? How's that possible? But yeah, so this pink velvet is a fingering weight pullover. It's a yoke, has a yoke color work. Um, it uses two different, two different yarns, but the contrast color. So like the regular one is like, I guess it's a yak yarn, but it's kind of a smooth yarn. And then the contrast color is in like a Surrey alpaca fingering weight. So it has like that nice little halo. It's really like fuzzy and cute looking. And that's, I mean, I think even the ones that she has, they're both the same colorway, but they just dyed very, they just come out very differently on different yarns on different bases, like a light pink and a darker pink. But I don't know. Um, so I did end up buying this cause I've been debating it for a while. I do want to like, I'm, I've been making a lot of stuff for the baby, even I've just started really making stuff for the baby, but I was thinking about starting something more complicated for me. Partly just like, I don't know what I'm going to want. Like when I'm in the hospital, like giving birth or in labor, I thought I might want like a more complicated project just to have something to kind of focus on. So I'm thinking about starting like a lace shawl, but I mean, of course, realizing that maybe I'll never <laughs> come back to it. Because how much brain power we'll have after the baby's born? Probably not a lot. I mean, maybe that's just when I take fox paws. I don't know. I was thinking about a lace shawl. Maybe like a Romy Hill pattern. (sighs) I don't know. Yeah, so that's what I'm chosen for. All right, so re-ups. Just a couple things. Um, In the Spinning Guild, every year they do like a a spin along. Um, so the last few years, um, Jen Goody, who's one of our members, his Goody supply company. And, you know, I've spun quite a bit of her stuff. Um, so she dyed two different colorways for the spin along. Um, and I bought, um, on the, her Romney base, which is hundred percent Romney, um, the safer at home colorway, which is like a lot of different pastels, but a lot of like a mint green and like a sagey green and a lilac and an orange. Um, just a pretty kind of colors that I don't really have, like lots of pastels. But still bright kind of somehow. <laughs> Maybe there's some yellow that feels kind of almost like a chartreuse in there. Um, so that's, yeah, four ounce braid of that. And then to go with it, I just got another four ounce of a solid which is her stay-at-home tonal five. I think she just said she didn't have the energy to come up with new names. So it's a solid in that mint green colorway. So I, this is for the Greater Los Angeles Spinning Guild 2020 spin-along. I'm not sure how much I'll be able to participate, but I like the idea of like spinning these up and then finding, obviously, a project for them together. But we'll see. <laughs> So I did buy that fiber from Jen Goody. And then also I wanted to thank um, Melinda, Yarnder Woman, who um, gifted me the Tin Roof Pattern by Yamagara, which is the one, like a fingering weight pullover that I mentioned last time. She was saying that she's going to send me a baby gift, but then the um, when she t- checked in with the post office in Australia, they said there was like a 20-week delay. 
or something and sending things from Australia to the U.S. So I have something to send in the other direction. So we'll see if it takes more than 20 weeks. <laughs> that's pretty crazy. So that's my only uh, re-ups. In fact, I'm trying to just not really get rid of stuff, but I'm trying to send stuff to storage. <laughs> so I don't need um, anything new for a while. So uppers and downers. There's some things I just forgot to talk about last time. Watching. Always watching a lot of TV. And I'm sure there'll be much more TV to come. Some friends who've had a baby just like a year ago were just saying, like, you won't believe how much TV you watch in the beginning. <laughs> and I guess I imagine I wouldn't have time to watch any TV. But, like, what else am I doing? I'm just sitting there and nursing and and sleeping and trying to sleep. Okay, so um, actually watched this one last month on Hulu. There's the movie Palm Springs, and it's um, Andy Samberg and Kristen Milioti, who I didn't, I've seen her in something else, but I didn't really know it. Um, this is kind of a Groundhog's Day. You start with it from Andy Samberg's pres- no, you don't. You start from her. In any case, but it ends up being like two, a couple, like two different, a man and a woman who end up in like a Groundhog's Day, like a time warp loop where they keep reliving the same day over and over, like her sister's wedding. And, um, but it's just fun. It's kind of a cute kind of romantic comedy, but just very pleasant. It's on, it's on Hulu. And then as I was watching it, I realized that the cinematographer was my like jazzercise friend's sister. <laughs> and so I was like, hey. So that was kind of exciting. A little, like, brush with fame. And then almost everything else we have is on... I wrote down is on H... Is on Hulu. Nope. Is on Netflix. Um, so we finally finished Uncut Gems, the Adam Sandler movie. Because I'd heard... We meant to see it in the theater last year. And then just, like, finally came on Netflix. And I'll tell you, it took us, like, five sittings to finish this movie. And I think... After all that, I decided I hate it. <laughs> um, it's very dramatic. He, um, Adam Sandberg, Adam Sandler versus Andy Samberg from the previous thing I just mentioned. So Adam Sandler is like sells jewels. He's a jeweler. I guess that's what you'd call them. So he's a jeweler, but he also like owes all these people money, and he you know keeps betting on earning winnings. It's like. It's just somebody digging themselves further and further into a hole. And that's like the kind of movie and TV show that I ultimately hate. Like I used to watch things like this, like Ozark. And then I just had that realization of like, I don't want to watch this. Like this is stressful. And I mean, Uncut Gems, it's like the whole time. It's like a lot of like overlapping sound in the beginning. And I just was like, I can't watch this. (laughs) And so then we'd like start watching it in like just like 20 minute chunks to just be like, okay, can we just watch a little bit more? So I think, you know, the performances are good. I just like, I don't have time for that kind of movie. Like that is not, that's not it. That's not what I want to watch to spend time on. So that's Uncut Gems. (laughs) Another movie is another Netflix, a Netflix movie called Fatal Affair. And it's Nia Long and Omar Epps. And it's full on a Lifetime movie, it feels like. It's like a direct, it's like a Netflix original. And it's funny, I just looked it up on IMDb right before this. And everybody (laughs) gave it like the worst reviews. Like, 
one star or two stars or how how can these like great actors do this terrible movie but i'll tell you i enjoyed it i like a good um i mean i just said i don't like watching people get themselves in bad situations but i do love a like crazy stalker movie <laughs> like so like a lifetime movie exactly and um i've been watching you know a ton of house i've like almost made it through that entire series and omar epps is in that and he's just like a good guy and so but he does play a villain like pretty good like i was buying him as just like this total creeper so that's fatal affair i don't know that i'd like i can't say it's good but it was just like just what i needed that day <laughs> i think that's when i was finishing up my plying um of that um greenwood fiberworks we watched Marion and Leonard, uh, Words of Love. This is a um, now on Netflix. It's a documentary. No, wait. Now on Amazon um, Prime. It's a documentary about Leonard Cohen and Marion. I don't remember her last name. Um, just kind of like an affair they had. I mean, like a relationship that they had. I really didn't know that much. I mean, I know Leonard Cohen music. But I don't didn't know that much about his personal life. So in that case way, I found it interesting. But I felt like they kind of tried to shoehorn the documentary. Oh, shoot. I'm blanking on the guy. The actual documentarian is like Nick. Oh, he did that like Courtney Love. Curtin. Courtney. I don't know. I just think he tried to kind of shoehorn himself into the documentary in a weird way. And I just didn't quite like the theme. But we wanted to watch it mostly because, like, Lucas's mom's, like, best friend is, like, life was lifelong friends with Leonard Cohen. And so she's actually, like, interviewed in the movie. And so we were, like, just pretty excited to see her <laughs> being interviewed in it. So we watched that. I mean, I think if you're interested in Leonard Cohen, then go for it. But otherwise, I don't know. And we were watching documentaries on Netflix. So we watched The Filthy Rich, which is the Jeffrey Epstein, Epstein documentary um it's you know of course makes your skin crawl but um pretty interesting the timeline is confusing like they jump around in time a lot and so you're always a little bit like wait when is this but interesting backstory on a terrible terrible person and then we're also we have one episode left of the last dance which was an espn docu-series but is now on netflix and that's about the chicago bulls and michael jordan in the last their last season the 97 98 um, nba season and it's interesting because that was probably like almost the around the last time that i watched basketball like i've never been a huge sports fan but i just used to watch maybe basketball with my dad a bit living at home so somehow i know like all of these basketball players even though I certainly am not following it now. And Lucas has never watched an entire basketball game, but he also is finding it really interesting. And Michael Jordan's just like an interesting character. I mean, just like the competitiveness in this man, you know, I mean, just this drive. And I thought it was going to be a little bit one-sided because I think, I'm not sure if he's a producer, but I think he did kind of get final say over a lot of it. But it's still, it's pretty... I'm not sure how even-handed it is, but it doesn't go too easy on him, I'd say that. So we still have one more episode to go, but we've been enjoying it. And it's crazy, because we, like, watch the first one, and we're like, yeah, we'll watch more. How many are there? Four? And it's ten 
episodes, like 10, probably like 40 something minute episodes. But I think it has the same problem where they're focusing on this last season, 1998, but they keep like flashing back to just all of Michael Jordan's career and different championship seasons with the Bulls. And so it's a timeline issue again. Like we really have to be like, wait, 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 wait. Are we in 93 or are we in 98? No, we're like, now we're back in 98. And I guess it's just how they've structured the series, but it's a little confusing, especially if you don't already know, like, how they did in all of these seasons. <laughs> and then we watched Alone, which is a reality TV show. I can't remember if it's National Geographic or something like that. History Channel. But it's like what I imagined that Survivor was going to be like when I first heard about Survivor when I was a kid. Um, so it's basically... This season was maybe like the sixth season or something, but it's the first one that's on Netflix. And there's other ones on Hulu we haven't watched yet. But this one was in the Arctic, and they, they're they like survivalists. So they have them. They're sent out alone in different areas, and um, they maybe start with ten people. And the goal is just to survive in the wilderness in the Arctic or in Vancouver Island or wherever the show set that season as long as they can. Like, in the last person standing wins a million dollars or something. Um, but these are real, like, survivalists. I mean, they're, at least by this season, I think I heard that the earlier seasons, <laughs> that people weren't quite as prepared. But these guys, you know, like, they're not guys. I tend to say guys as a gender-neutral term, but I guess I'm trying to get out of doing that. So these men and women <laughs> out... Yeah, just out there alone. I mean, they have all these different camera setups. I mean, they're like hunting. It is a little hard. I mean, I don't, well, I certainly am not into hunting and I don't eat that much meat, honestly. But, you know, so that you see a fair amount of like dead rabbits and stuff. But like the people are also so appreciative for the food, you know. I mean, they're like crying after they've trapped this animal, you know, and are like thanking the animal. And they really use like all parts of it. So, I mean... That's the way to that's the way to be eating meat if you're gonna do it. But it's really interesting, and especially this one I've heard was maybe one of the better seasons too, the Arctic one. So I definitely recommend that if you're into like survival stuff. And yeah, we'll have to check out some of the other seasons on Hulu, I think. And just the last thing, which I'm almost surprised I'm putting on here, is the TV show, a Netflix show called Medical Police. It's like a spinoff of um, Children's Hospital, which is like a comedy show. So there's like a ton of like actors that you might recognize, but it's just like super silly, like not quite slapsticks. Well, I mean, so not quite like Naked Gun silly, but like the next step up from that. But it's weird because I think we started watching it um, like before the quarantine and then it's actually about like a global pandemic in like a really silly way, but it was like sometimes was hitting a little close to home. So we're watching like, I mean, they're just like 30 minutes or less each episode. But yeah, so we sometimes take weeks in between each episode. Um, so that's Medical Police. I don't know that I'd totally recommend it, but if you like silly stuff, you like Children's Hospital, it's around this, it's like the same feel. And that's, uh, that's what I've been watching. I have not been reading. I haven't been reading like, Pregnancy books, but that doesn't count. 
that's probably that's probably it. I don't have any knit alongs or crochet alongs, craft alongs going on right now, just because I really can't coordinate anything. <laughs> I'm not I'm not in the right space to be coordinating anything. But I'd love for you to share me share with me what you're working on. And you know, I like hearing from you guys. Thank you. Some of you sent in some uh, baby name suggestions, which I appreciate. That's like my biggest. Not my biggest, but my an area of stress for me that we don't have a name yet for the baby. So working on it. I'll tell you this: when I was younger, I used to want to name a a daughter Rowan, but then after being in the knitting community, I almost wanted it more. And then I was like, I can't, can't do this. <laughs> um, so probably won't be Rowan. But yeah. So thanks for joining me, guys. You can find my show notes at skeinenable.com. Currently, I'm still using Ravelry links but i'll try to put that at least as a disclaimer at the top so that you know that there are links to ravelry before you click on them if you're having trouble with the site still and you can find me if you're on ravelry as no dice um, you can f- join our group on ravelry as the skein enable podcast group um, and you can follow me on instagram as no dice 11 i haven't decided how how much or how little I will show pictures of the baby once she's born. I don't know. I haven't really figured out privacy concerns yet. I don't know. But yeah, but thank you guys for sticking with me. I'm love to hear from you and I love, sorry. And if I don't respond to you, I, it's just cause I'm not uh, good at that, <laughs> but I do appreciate everything that you guys write in or send and I will probably talk to you again um, before the babies do, but who knows? We'll see. Um, have a great couple weeks and stay safe out there. Bye.